You're listening to the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast, episode number 19, tips on creating your adoption profile with designer Madeline Melcher. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast. My name is Tim Elder. I'm an adoptive dad, and I love bringing the show to you all about domestic infant adoption. And I thank you so much for joining me today. We have a great show all about designing and creating your adoption profile. This is the booklet, if you will, that you will put together, a printed booklet that uh, will be presented to expectant mothers and, uh, well, expected parents, really, even the fathers could be uh, involved. But this is what they will likely what they will see uh, as the first thing they see from you to be introduced to you uh, as a potential match. So it's one of the most important tools um, you will have in your adoption. So it's a very important topic, and I'm so happy to have Madeline Melcher on the show today. She is uh, an adoption profile designer over at ourjourneytoyouadoption.com, and she's been doing it for a long time uh, eight years. So she's been helping people for a long time. She has a very unique adoption story because she's an adoptee herself and also an adoptive mother of three. So uh, it's just a very unique perspective on what it means to be adopted and on the other side of the adoption coin. And she's talked to a lot of birth mothers. So she has a very uh, great perspective on how to create the best adoption profile or adoption portfolio, you could call it as well. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. Uh, we have a lot of great things to share with you. And I invite you to please go over to her, her website, ourjourneytoyouadoption.com. And I'll have those all the links, that link and all the links in the show notes today at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 19. That's, this is episode 19. And thanks for joining me today. Let's get right into the interview with Madeline. Okay, everybody, on the phone today, we have Madeline Melcher, who is an adoptee. She's actually in a really unique situation in the adoption world. She's an adoptee. She's also a mother of, an adoptive mother of three, as well as the owner of our journeytoyouadoption.com, which is a, a company dedicated to designing adoption portfolios and profiles. She's helped countless adoptive parents over the years uh, to design their, their pro- profiles, and her designs have led to a lot of folks being chosen uh, pretty quickly after their portfolio was submitted. And she's also just written a book all about how to create a, an adoption profile. It's called How to Create a Successful Adoption Portfolio. She's written lots of articles and blogs and been featured on sites such as adoption.net, adoptimist.com momatlast.com and americaadopts.com. So she's uh, been all over the adoption world for a number of years, and we welcome Madeline to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. Oh, thanks, Tom. I'm so happy to be here. Great to chat with you. I know you're a great resource for hopeful adoptive families as well. So well, thank you. Yeah, pleasure. we try to be. Yeah, you've been around the adoption world here, and you have such a unique perspective being an adoptee and a, an adoptive mother. That's, at least in my experience, it's pretty rare. Has that been pretty uh, awesome as you're, as you're starting up your business and doing work for hopeful adoptive families? Does that really come into play? Um, I think more so, particularly with the profiles, um, what's come into play a little more than even my being an adoptee, although the couples I work with are very curious about my perspective as an adoptee and um, how I felt and how I felt about my parents and all those kinds of things. So that has come into play in terms of um, the hand-holding with clients, which we all need it when we go through this process, don't we, Tom? We all need a little hand-holding from somebody who's been through it or um, something like that because it's so unexpected. So that, in that respect, being an adoptee has been um, helpful. But I think what's been even more helpful is I've had the opportunity to speak to so many um, birth mothers who have been through the um, the process of choosing families, and um, I think that's been even more important um, in re- direct respect to the profile creation. Absolutely, I agree with that because I've talked to several 
birth mothers as well, and they <clears throat> they really give a unique perspective. I mean, obviously, not all birth mothers are the same. They don't all look for the same things. It's right. very unique, which is why I like your service because you really do provide. You you work with families so directly and hands on, and give them such a unique a perspective and a neat, unique creation of their adoption profile, which everybody should have. We'll get into that here in, in a little bit. Uh, but first, I wanted just wanted to ask you real if you could tell us your adoption story real briefly about I don't know if you can tell it real briefly if you're with all the that you've done and been through but uh, if you could give us your adoption story that'd be great oh sure I was um, 14 months old when I was adopted um, and I was actually living with a foster family at the time um, my uh, particular birth mother had left me with friends and she did not return and so eventually it was reported to the state and um, I had a foster family which I understand from my mom cared for me very much and I'm very grateful to them and um, my parents were not actually I guess it was like a first come first serve <laughs> uh, process then with um, with the state, and um, they actually got bumped ahead because they just felt like I was the child for my parents and um, arrived at their home the day after Thanksgiving, and um, that was it. That was my forever uh, family, and um, don't remember a time before that. Everyone always asks, so I'll just tell it. I um, have not met my birth mother Um and uh, I've lived a really happy, very blessed life and had always planned on adopting myself. So um, kind of came back full, full circle. So I've been very blessed in every aspect by adoption in my life. And you always planned on adopting because you were adopted or did, because you've had that? that uh, I think, yes. I, I think it was because I was adopted. I just mm-hmm. always, um, it just seemed like normal family building <laughs> to me um, and so I just wanted to do that I have always been very happy and well adjusted and um, and I have felt very blessed which is not always a, a popular thing sometimes I think for adoptees to say anymore um, from some things I read from adult adoptees but I am and I have been and um, so I think that sometimes the reasons that lead to adoption are not positive, but I think adoption itself is very positive. That's awesome to hear. Yes, uh, I love to hear an, a positive adoptee. Yeah, you hear a lot of, I don't know about a lot, but you hear some negative things going on out there. So I'm glad you had such a great uh, upbringing and you feel blessed and happy. That's awesome. It's a testament oh, yeah. to your I parents. Think, I think sometimes it's just the squeaky wheel gets the oil on. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, I think there's plenty of us who have been very very happy with um the way our our lives have have come about and you know you can you can be happy and still be happy with um the fact that your birth parents made the right choice for you and if you came from foster care you can be thankful that there was you know a family waiting with open arms for you and you know there's always things to be positive about absolutely so how did you come to the point of wanting to or getting to the point of adopting your children you have now um well you know we had always had the the plan of um having children biologically as well as adopting children i was ready to be the old woman who lived in the shoe (laughs) and so (laughs) i don't know if if my husband knew quite how many i might have liked to have had um (laughs) but um that was the plan and um, interestingly enough, you know, as, as life intervenes as it does, um, we did not have any children biologically. We went through some infertility and then finally just said, you know, we were in this for adoption anyway, and um, we had always planned on adopting. And really it's most important to us that we have the opportunity to be parents. Um, more so than have the opportunity to be pregnant. So um, that's when we hopped into uh, domestic adoption. And, um, you know, that's just all crazy and overwhelming. And uh, he's 
scramble to do your paperwork and clean your house and <laughs> uh, you know all those things you do when you're getting ready and um, so we uh, adopted every two years and um, each time we put in our profile that um, we were chosen a little faster than the time before I'm not sure why that is but um, ultimately uh, we were blessed with three children and um, just could not be happier. So, so give me the timeline of when this occurred. So you were in relationship to your website. So you started your site, what, 2004? Is that right? 2005. Okay, 2005. Mm-hmm. So when did you start your adoption project, your first adoption journey? Um, we started our first adoption journey in 2002 okay. and um, we're blessed with our first child the same year. Um, and, you know, I could actually not have carried our first child as quickly as they came to us. Wow. And then um, each one was just a little bit, um, little bit faster. And then our second adoption, um, we, let's see, my, she was just a baby when I first started my website and Our Journey to You when I had been approached by our agency to um, help other families is actually how it happened. And um, so that was crazy to start that when she she was a newborn. (laughs) Um, How did you find the time, right? Yeah, she didn't sleep much either, so I I really don't know where (laughs) I found that. You know, you just find it. You just zombie your way through those newborn months. And um, So then when we decided we'd have a third, I, of course, wondered the same thing people who adopt multiple times do, and I know, you know, you're going through the process again, and you think, well, I wonder if anyone will choose us now, because we already have two, and um, that was our fastest by far. Uh, I don't even think our profile had been in a month um, when we were chosen, so, um, but you know, it's not so much the timing, I think, as the right person seeing your profile it's the connection there's someone who's going to want you for you and and who you are and what you um are offering in terms of a life for uh their child and so um i guess the timing was just right in in the profile getting into the hands of the right expectant parent absolutely well i mean the two most important things are are one creating a profile that is uniquely you that like you just said it shows your unique perspective values what you offer as a life uh, in that profile but then the second part of it is how are you going to get it out to enough uh, expectant parents so they could the right one will choose you Uh, did you guys go through an agency on all three of them or the same agency we we did we uh, actually used two different agencies. Um, We had a a different agency for our second two adoptions, and they were very different. One was a big nationwide agency. One was a smaller local agency um, that mostly had um, expectant mothers that were from our state or the neighboring state as opposed to the big agency that was nationwide. Um, And so very different, but um, obviously we had positive results with with both so um we were lucky in terms of that as well but um we had a website for our first um adoption that i had created myself and the agency linked it to a little blurb and picture they had on their uh website about us and um you know, so that expectant parents could go to our website, which I basically, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. I basically had the same information on the website as I did in our, what was then a uh, Dear Birth Mother letter, but now never, never a Dear Birth Mother letter. Um, you'll never write Dear Birth Mother um, on your letter, I hope, uh, because Let's talk about that. Topic, real... But is that okay well, with yeah, you? Let's, if we can let's talk, talk about, about that? that real quick. I think that's very important. I mean, in the whole uh, world of adoption profiles, I mean, I think it's changing rapidly as well. It should to change the the in, the how how do you call it the uh, introduction, I guess, to your letter 
and said, instead of saying dear birth mother, which we have done on our first two, and now we're going on our third one, um, I'm definitely not going to start the letter that way. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that because it's, it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, some people feel a little more strongly that um, it's coercive. I hadn't really thought of it that way. Um, although if people perceive it that way, then um, all the more reason not to do it. Right. But it's just inaccurate. A woman is not a birth mother until she has placed her child that she has already given birth to. Um, not just said, I matched with you, but until she has actually placed her child um, through adoption, she is not a, a birth mother. And so to say, dear birth mother, it's just not right. <laughs> it's not accurate. Um, and so you're just meeting someone for the first time. I wouldn't say, um, you know, dear middle-aged woman, if I was writing to myself, I would, <laughs> you know, just be like, <laughs> Hi, hello, you know, you're meeting someone. Hello is fine. I think some people think way too hard about yeah. how you uh, how you started out. You're meeting someone, hello is fine, and it might just not be the expectant uh, mother. It might be her husband, her boyfriend, her sister that's reading it with her, her mother. You don't know, just hello, and you're good. That's great. Hi, hello, um, and then just get to it. Um, yeah. but never dear birth mother. I mean, words definitely mean something, you know, no matter how much you may think it's no big deal. It may, you don't know how big of a deal it's going to be to anybody else. So right. uh, you might as well do something very simple and, uh, not as causing any sensitivity to happen. If you just say hello yeah, or hi or something. Sure. Simple. Sure. Well, it's like any other adoption appropriate language. It's just, um, the best way to go. Like you would never say you're giving up um, right, exactly. your child. You are making an adoption plan. You're, you know, uh, you're placing your child, not giving up. Um, so there's a lot of things you need to stop and think about um, as you're writing them just to be sure that you're not saying something that's going to be found offensive or it's just not right. Have you written, I think I've read an article or two about that. Have you written about that before on a blog um, post? or? There is a blog post on my website about, um, please don't yeah. ever say this, in your, <laughs> <laughs> in your adoption profile, and it's about the um, the dear birth yes. mother uh, and some other things. Yeah, it's just, you just don't want to do that. And um, I actually found myself uh, writing someone a little note on a, Facebook post I saw on an adoption community today because they wanted people to look at their profile and the first thing I saw there was dear birth parent mm-hmm. and um, but I hate for them to head out in that direction so yeah. it's important yeah if any if you if anybody listening to this want to read a little bit more about that and get a better understanding then we'll put some links in the show notes for here that you can go and read more about that so I, I think it's a very important part of uh, starting your profile I mean that's a first impression and speaking of first impressions and profiles uh i would i wanted to ask you i mean you've been through three adoptions now I, all three of them seem to be very very quick and you help other people get theirs out there and uh, get picked pretty quickly how do you how did you create your own profiles did you have a software oh, that God. you use or? i would never let anybody see mine <laughs> um <laughs> i made like Half of the mistakes I keep other people from making, and I think that's why some of my couples have gotten chosen in less than a week. I mean, they're just they're miles ahead of me in getting chosen. Um, you know, we t- we created ours um, by hand actually, and some people, uh, and that's fine to do. It's just there's going to be a little more steps involved if you do it that way. Um, you don't see that as often anymore. It's more um, digital. I create my clients digitally now mm-hmm. um, and it's just easier with all the online profile sites and agencies and attorneys that post profiles for you and things like that they need PDFs and so um, if you do create it by hand that's fine you know you can have it scanned in and have a PDF made out of it and that's that's great uh, you know and there's some um, birth mothers that I've spoken to that um, really just treasure 
their uh, handmade copy, they were ultimately given the original instead of the copy, and they just treasure that. And so um, that's fine if you do it that way. We did ours that way, and um, it was before everybody had PDFs all over every site, everywhere, and I just made like a bazillion copies. But, uh, yeah, I made lots and lots of mistakes. Too texty. I um, had dear birth mother. I had first and last names everywhere. I put, you know, uh, house numbers and all that kind of stuff. Um, Which, not to say you're trying to keep secrets or um, anything like that from the expectant parents that are looking at your profile. But that's stuff you might want to share with the expectant parents that choose to be matched with you, not just everyone that it's shown to, just like you'd be with anyone else that you were first meeting. But I was so excited. I just was like, (laughs) here it is. Um, So those are, you know, things that I help my clients along with. But um, at the time, I'm, you know, who knew? I didn't know any better. They just tell you, go do it. And so I was off on my way. And, um, so that's what I did. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, I love how you mentioned on your site that, you know, obviously pro- profiles are unique to every family's and that because every family's different, their profiles should be different. So what are the best ways for families to express how unique and different they really are? Well, you have to think about who your family is, first of all. And it's oftentimes things you wouldn't even like wouldn't cross your mind when they first tell you you have to do an an adoption profile. Just your day-to-day life can be appealing to someone. Uh, Sometimes what we find the most mundane about our life is what, you know, is the most intriguing or best thing. Some some expectant mothers just want to see normal, whatever your level of of normal is, things that you wouldn't find interesting, but you make waffles every Saturday morning and pile them up with whipped cream, that would make an awesome picture and caption and tell part of the story of your family. And those are the moments. Those are the warm, fuzzy moments. That's what you have. And that might not seem like a big deal to you at all. You do it every single week. You probably have no pictures of it right now. But that makes you unique. That's something where they might not remember their your name after they've read 20 profiles, but they might go, you know what, I really liked that family that makes the waffles with all that whipped cream. That might be what they remember. Um, because everybody wants to offer the love, all the unconditional love and the college and, you know, all these things, which you do want to state there are, you know, same things for expectant parents as there are for hopeful adoptive parents when they decide they're going to adopt um, and they want to grow their family that you think about, do we have enough money? You know, are we financially stable? Are we emotionally stable? You know, um, can we provide college? Can we, you know, do we have room in our house for a child? All those things, you're going to cover those bases, but it's those extra things, the, you know, the hearts over the eye, so to speak, that sets you apart. And so, so um, those are the kinds of things you're going to tell. You You have to just be you. You cannot be anybody else. You have to go in and be you because that's good enough. That is what someone is looking for. Uh, I, I, that's what I love about your site. Uh, there's a lot of people that create profiles for folks, and I'm pretty sure most of them have full samples on their websites about here's here's a profile here's a lot of profiles that I've created and you can look at the detail of all of them but your site doesn't do that and I I remember looking through it going why doesn't your site have samples full samples and then you clearly have a a paragraph on there on your main page there it says why don't you see full samples well it's because it's important to you that each profile be unique so if you look at other people's profiles you may get the uh, temptation to make yours identical well it worked for them so i'll make mine exactly the same so it works for me right 
I do struggle with sometimes people still go to other sites and things and be like, I want a list exactly like they have. <laughs> well, you can't have a list exactly like they have, you know, because that's not your list. And if it's generic enough that you can just take the list, then we don't want the list anyway. And there's no possible way that you offer the exact same thing that they do. We want to know what else you have. And you can like the same colors that they have, but yours isn't necessarily going to look the same way. Everybody has their own style. Um, you are not gearing it towards your audience. You're not. You, you want to be sure you cover all the bases of what they're looking for and what they want to know, but you aren't thinking, I had one client who said, I want to make it look like whatever 16-year-old girls like. Mm. Well, there's several problems with that. One, it's supposed to be reflective of you. And two, um, that's just a misnomer. Uh, you know, ex- expectant mothers can be teenagers into, you know, any childbearing age, you know, in their 40s even. They, there's circumstances at every stage of life that may lead a woman to adoption. And so... Um, you just can't gear it that way. It's supposed to show you. And I think that's where people get lost sometimes as they forget that that's, you know, um, what's important to their audience anyway is them, what they can offer a child. And so it can't just be like this could just as easily be a photo album that you have on your shelf because you have to incorporate what is important um, that you have to offer a child. So don't lose track of the child either because sometimes people just throw pictures up there and be like, making waffles on Saturday and we do this and we do that and, you know, here's all about my other children and um, all this stuff. Well, it can't just be about your other children. It has to be about the part they'll play um, in the life of the child that you want to bring into your family. So just never lose sight, whatever section or portion it is of your profile, that it includes that child. Yeah, you you need to set it up as uh, your life is not full or your family is not complete yet, right? I mean, that's kind of the idea of what you're trying to... Well, you, do, you always need to show that you have room for it. There's such right. a fine line, and you and I talked about this before with the, when you already have children. There's such a fine line of, one, they are your life, your love, your joy, and obviously they have to come first because, well, they're children. and <laughs> There's no two ways about that. Um, so you walk that fine line of, we want to show you this, and your child will be a part of this world where we put children first and making it seem like there's no room for another child there. And so that's where the important things come into play about the positives of um, of having siblings and things like that. I um, spent full sections on that in my book because it's that important that you um, draft things properly um, in terms of incorporating that child and the children you already have, because it can be a positive. There's so many things people look at as negatives that really can can be positives. It's just a matter of how you look at them. I thought it was very interesting. On our second adoption, we were creating that profile, and we created it, and I wasn't real happy with the letter. I was okay with the pictures, but wasn't real happy with the letter, and I think we got about six months into it, and wasn't hearing anything. We were just waiting, waiting, waiting. And we decided, oh, let's, let's redo it. And we talked to our agency again, and they really helped us with uh, trying to word it and find things unique to us. And one thing we never included in there on the first go-round, but on the revision we did, is every night I would tell my daughter the her just abbreviated version of her adoption story, just how we were waiting for her, how we went to... F- to go get her and what it was like to see her for the first time and hold her for the first time you know all those things i mean she was only two at the time or three but she wanted to hear it every night you know it was all about her and why we didn't include that in the first profile letter i don't know but i mean that was very 
unique to us, but it was something I just did every night and I didn't even think about it. But Right. That's why. It's because you did it every night. That's why you, you didn't know. think of it. That's what people need to think about is those kinds of things. That's awesome. That's, that's perfect. And that's something an expectant mother's going to want to hear is the incorporation of adoption and the fact that your daughter knows and that's just, you know, I always feel like because I always knew I was adopted, it's just a normal thing for me. It's as normal as having a belly button. It's just it's just there. It's just part of my story. It's normal. And when I see sometimes things with people who haven't expressed to their child yet that they're adopted and they're like, my child's six, I... Um, haven't told them yet. When's the right time to tell them? I'm like, mm. good heaven, six years ago. Absolutely. Um, so expectant mothers, I think, too, also feel some relief when they know you have an adopted child and that that's just a part of their life and their story and, and that you do share that with them. So that's a great addition. Yeah, and I think after that, it really went faster for us because we, we just included a lot. We were more real with ourselves and putting down the unique things about us. I don't know, the first time, first going through it, we didn't, I don't know, I had a mental block there or something. We just didn't get into having that. And lots of times it takes a perspective from somebody else. Like I, I would I would suggest going to an agency or, or going back to your social worker or talking to folks like you and just get a different perspective on what you should include in your profile. So that definitely helps. So what? Uh, let's get into a little bit of your your company here. You design profiles for folks, and you, you've done this for years. Uh, why would hopeful adoptive families work with a profile designer rather than just try to get through it themselves? Well, I think sometimes there's a number of reasons. I think sometimes people are just um, like frazzled by the time they've gotten through the home study and everything else, and then they're either handed eight pages of guidelines for their profile or no guidelines, which can be equally as frustrating for people because they're like, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm supposed to have. You don't have any rules or anything? (laughs) Um, So I think either way, that can be very overwhelming for people. Some people don't know how to do any digital design. They don't have time to do any digital or by hand design. Um, That's just not their thing. They don't know what to write, to include. They don't know what pictures to pick. And so um, that's often why a lot of um, clients end up coming to me. And also, it is the single most important tool you'll have in your adoption journey. Um, This is what actually is reaching expectant parents before you are. it's your handshake, your hello, your, you know, gosh, this is all we would, you know, like to offer. That's what you have. And so that the enormousness of that, I think, um, makes people uh, start searching um, to figure out how they're best going to do it. And sometimes it's through a designer uh, like myself Sometimes that's just not in the budget. You know, while I try and keep my um, prices as low as possible, it is just not in the budget for some folks. And that's why ultimately I ended up writing my book, which is to kind of level the playing field as much as possible because there are so many great families out there that their profiles are doing them such a disservice. Um, They're not going to be chosen, at least not for a really, really long time, just because it's not showing what it needs to, or it wasn't done well, or I've seen ones that look like they were just done on Word. Um, That's just not going to get it. I, you know, it's just not going to capture the attention. Um, And it's not just the backgrounds and things, it's picture choices, it's um, wording, it's how you decide to do your captions, and um, so many other things. And so I think that um, all of those reasons are generally why clients come to me. They also like the fact that I can have it done in a week and they're going to toil over it That's for huge. a month or two months. or <laughs> yeah. You know, they know it'll be done and the PDF will be off to their agency or attorney and they'll be ready to go to print. And so... Um, 
you know, you have that urgency, and I remember that so well, um, that feeling that you have where you just, you want it done, you want it done yesterday, you just, there's so many people that don't know how to accomplish that. It's a problem. And you know it's one of the most important, or if not the most important tool, so you don't want to just plow through it and get it done and have something just half-heartedly put together, but yet you want it done as fast as you can. I, I, I'm the same way. I've, even on this third time around, I'm feeling the same sense of urgency that, ah, i got to get it done, but i got to pour our heart into it, though, and make it very unique and special from us. Right. Well, you can't be seen until you don't have until you have it in. That's but true. you don't want to turn in the wrong thing. It's it's interesting, Tim, because I see families, you know, worry and worry and worry, and then I don't know if it's out of frustration or what. But then they'll just hop on Shutterfly, slap some pictures on there, throw some text in where it will allow them to, and be like, "Whew, done." Um, <laughs> But that's not what you want to do either. Don't be in such a hurry to be seen that you are slapping something together. And I find it's even worse sometimes on online profile sites where you, you know, post your pictures and then you add your information. It's almost like people are on Facebook. Uh, You know, you can't just slap whatever picture. Remember, this is the... Also, expecting parents are coming to look at it. It's just as important as your printed profile. So, you know, stop and think before you just throw that selfie up there. Just, you know, <laughs> let's pick something that's telling about you. And don't reinvent the wheel. If you spent forever on your profile or paid someone to help you create your profile and you had them or you sat down and decided what pictures were really telling your story and were really good, those are the pictures you put on your online profile. Those are the, that's the text, even if you probably want to cut it down a little bit, but that's the text. Don't reinvent the wheel. Put the good stuff up there. Don't be like, well, I can't use that again. Um, (laughs) Spend all that time on that. That is the story. Put it up there. It's not the same expectant parents that are going to be looking at that anyway. And uh, a lot of them offer the option of uploading your profile that you have created. If they offer that and you can upload your PDF to your online profile, do that as well. And then you get the pretty with your information too. Yeah, I know we've mentioned PDF here a couple times on the on the show just for those that may not be uh, as technically uh, astute to know what a PDF is, but a PDF is really, or maybe you can explain it better than I can. Go ahead. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well, it's just a document. Uh, it's just a way of saving yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of document. It's a way of saving it. Um, and most, if you use a, uh, like a digital scrapbooking program, in my book I've made a whole list of suggested programs and the kinds of features they offer. If you use those, most of them, and you'll want to look before you purchase one, even offer the um, option of saving pages as PDFs. And so that's what you you want to do. If you do it by hand, if you go to your local office store, when they scan it in, they can save it that way for you. Um, so it kind of depends on how you create it. If you do a Shutterfly book, it will create a, a PDF for you, but it will imprint it with something that says Shutterfly mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> real big on it. And um, so don't be counting on that to be the PDF that you can upload to your agency or something. Yeah, PDF is really, it's the file name. So you create something and it says our adoption profile dot pdf that's all we say when we mean pdf that's exactly what we mean that's the just right the file instead of name. like a doc or something yeah. like that right it's just a different kind of file a different way to save it good thank you for clarifying that i just want to make sure everybody knew what we were talking about so i just want to we're getting on time here i wish we could talk about this for another another hour and maybe we need to have you back on to discuss this further so many things you can touch on and creating a profile and uh but I want to specifically give the folks an idea of what the services that you provide. Could you give us a, a, a scope here of a family chose to work with you? How does the process work? Well, when you choose to work with me, we will figure out 
One, how long you think it's going to take to gather together pictures for me. Um, I obviously can't do it without pictures. Sometimes people already have pictures. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you might have a million pictures, but they aren't the right ones. Because, Tim, you and I have children, and we know that once you have children, there aren't any pictures of you and your wife. That is so uh, true anymore. <laughs> you know, they're just aren't. Unless it's like your yearly family portrait, you're not in a picture together. Somebody's looking like a single parent or it's just the kids. And so odds are they'll need to go um, take some more pictures. So we figure out what their timeline is going to be on that. Um, and then we go ahead and figure out when their design week will begin. I do offer a workbook um, for my clients to help them kind of see what kind of information we need to have in their, um, in their profile. The answers are different from everyone because they're, they're questions about your life, but in how it relates to um, adopting a child and what you're offering that particular child. And so um, during the same time that they're gathering together their pictures, and the, they can either just complete the workbook and I will help them draft their text from their answers using um, their quotes as, uh, directly as much as possible, but also tweaking for adoption-appropriate language. Or they can give me rough text. Some people come with it already written or some even already approved by their agency, and that's fine too. And again, you know, I'm not going to let anybody go through my doors with inappropriate um, language for adoption in their profile. And I'll often ask questions, too, about other parts of their life, kind of follow up on answers they've put, just to be sure they're really um, putting themselves out there. And that does make a difference. I've had clients that have done profiles with other designers, waited a year, and then come to me for a redo and admitted, I didn't really put myself out there. I was afraid. Um, you got to put yourself out there. Um, you just do. You have to be you, and that, that's what will make the difference. So I'm also there to help be sure that people are, you know, getting out there a little bit because if you sound like the cookie cutter, then you're going to sit with all the other cookies, and that's just it. You're, you know, you're not going to be anything that's standing out. And so um, I help to be sure all the pictures are cropped and appropriate and proper captions that are telling a story and what you have to offer, help with the text, do all the design. People choose, you know, color preferences, colors they hate, the kind of style they like, and of course have the opportunity to um, approve every proof as it comes through because if they aren't happy, then I'm not happy. You really just have to love it. Uh, I really need to see love it come back in an email <laughs> to feel like you're getting what I want you to have because there's so little you have control over in this process. And um, this is one of those things, and it's, golly, it's so important. So um, I want you to feel good and confident when you go to print and because then you get to wait. <laughs> and um, So I want you to go into that period knowing we have shown ourselves completely. We've, you know, did a rock star job of it, and we, um, the right expectant mother will choose us. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you're looking at your site. You really are full service. I mean, you do everything, holding their hands all the way through the process, including setting them up for printing, and uh, even getting their website together. So, The websites that I do are just really such a basic thing mm -hmm. um, just to help you if you want to connect your profile onto a site that you can also connect other places to um, online profile sites, to if you have a Facebook page, if, you know, to wherever else you're connecting for your adoption. And um, just because so many people, so many of my clients just don't have any proficiency really with um, the computer. I would say about half of my clients really I explain how to upload pictures. Hmm. And that's fine. You know, you don't have to know how to do all of this stuff. We can still get your profile done and it'll be okay. And that's what I'm here for is because not everybody knows how to do all this stuff and you aren't suddenly an expert just because you've chosen to adopt. And 
when you do choose a profile designer, I hope um, that you will think, too, about what their experience level is. Um, are they just a graphic designer? Have they just adopted? Um, what, what is their experience level with this? Have they ever spoken to an expectant mother? Um, those kinds of things as well, because if they're just going to make the page pretty and that's it, is that all you needed um, through the process? So I think sometimes people are a little um, disappointed or don't come out with the product that they really need for some of those reasons. Yeah, it's much more than just design. It's helping tell the story of your life. I mean, that's that's really what it's about. So. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I also see on your website that you offer a 10% discount to active duty military families. Uh, and your husband was, was uh, over 20 years in the military. I do, that yeah. Awesome. My Green Beret, yeah. That's, that's he, uh, I'm so thankful to families that give so much of themselves um, for service to our country. So, um, absolutely, yes. I'm happy to be able to provide that. And just so anybody knows, if you do pay for a designer, even if it's not Madeline's service, if you do pay for a designer, that is can be applied towards the adoption tax credit on your taxes. So obviously uh, talk to your tax professional about that, but that is a qualified adoption expense. I'm glad you mentioned that on your website too. That's very important for folks to know. Yeah, and if you do anything, you know, um, if you decide to do yours by hand, and I think one, one of the profiles I did, it was like $236 or something like that for all the stuff I bought at the scrapbooking store. Whatever it is, you know, um, save your receipts for that. Um, and because this is a part, this is a required part of the adoption process. And so with these domestic agency adoptions, generally through um, agencies or attorneys. So yeah, you should keep all of that. Even if you're doing that on your own, that um, you need to keep all those receipts. Very well said. Yes, you need to do that. Well, you know what? We I, we really we should probably go. I don't want to make this uh, podcast too long. And, you know, I, we should have you back again for another show so we can dig in deeper into the profile creation and what it takes to make a great profile. And, and you can go on and on about how to to help folks with their profiles. So, but I really appreciate you coming on today. You got a wealth of knowledge and experience and a very unique perspective on in the adoption world. So thank you so much for your, your knowledge and your wisdom there. Oh, thanks Tim. And, um, thanks for having me. And if I could just leave people with one bit of advice, it's be you, just be you. And, um, that will make the difference. Absolutely. Well said. And just, to let everybody know, your website is OurJourneyToYouAdoption.com. I'll have the link in the show notes so you can find that uh, easily and uh, you can find her book on there as well. It was just released this year, so congratulations on getting that done. And uh, thanks again for your time, Madeline, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. Next time we'll have to talk about honesty in your profile. Amen so. to that. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, thanks Madeline. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, everybody. That was a great interview. Love talking with Madeline. She is just awesome. Has such a great perspective on all things in the adoption world. So uh, I invite you to go over to her website, ourjourneytoyouadoption.com. And uh, there you will find um, how you can work with her as she designs uh, adoption profiles. And she'd be glad to talk to you and help you out. She does just a wonderful job of really personalized care throughout the whole process of creating your profile. She does it quickly too. So I invite you to go over, check, check it out and give her a call or an email and talk to her and get the process started. You'll be surprised. Um, the great work that uh, you can get with the, with the designer such as Madeline. So to wrap this episode up, I wanted to share with you, um, four free adoption resources that I have. They're really eBooks that you can get instantly downloaded to you as a PDF, and they will help you save time, money, and stress on your infant adoption journey. So I welcome you to go over to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash welcome. Pretty easy to remember. Go there and you can get these four free adoption resources. 
and or just go to the infantadoptionguide.com. It's right there on the front page. You can get those free resources. All you need to do is enter your email address, and I will get them to you instantly. So uh, also, the show notes for today are at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 19. That's one nine. I will have all the links that we talked about today, including Madeline's website that you can find her and uh, contact her. Um, one more thing I wanted to share with you is if you haven't heard about it already or checked it out, please go look at my new ebook. It's called The Seven Steps to Domestic Infant Adoption. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's only $3.99, very affordable, but has tons of links, over 100 links to help you get through the process. Um, no matter where you are in the process, there's things in there that'll help you. Uh, to make it easy to find, well, you can just look it up on Amazon if you want. Um, just search for seven steps and adoption and you'll find it. Or you can go to my website and I'll provide a link for you. It's at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash seven steps. And uh, lastly, I just wanted to know if you would help me get the podcast into more ears. This show is, uh, I think, very helpful to adoptive families. I'm an adoptive dad myself. We're going to go through the process. We're in the middle of our third adoption right now. So uh, I really enjoy bringing this kind of content to you. I think it really can help a lot of folks. And if you help me by going over to iTunes, leave an honest review, it helps um, it get up in the rankings within iTunes so more people can find it. Or you can just share it as well with anybody you know that uh, may benefit from hearing these uh, shows. So go over to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash iTunes. And that or it'll direct you right where you need to to leave an honest review. I appreciate you doing that for me. And lastly, on uh, this episode, on every episode, I like to ask a question or two to just get you thinking. And this today, I want you to ask or to want you to know these questions are, how are you going to create your adoption profile? Do you think you need a designer? Would it help you to get a designer such as Madeline to help you create your profile? think about that go over and leave me a comment to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 19 leave a comment let's talk about it thank you so much for listening until next episode i'm keeping you in my prayers that your adoption will happen soon god bless